The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. Welcome to Straight Talk and Retirement. Your no-hype source for financial advice and making informed choices about your retirement plan. Get on the phone to talk today at 314-931-5877 or text your question to 84126. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and JBL Financial Services, Inc. are separate entities from LPL Financial Group. Now, here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Well, hello, St. Louis, and welcome to Straight Talk on Retirement. You're live and local, St. Louis's favorite financial call-in show. I'm Jeff Lapidus, president of JBL Financial Services. Our offices are located in beautiful, nice and warm downtown Olivet, Missouri. I am a 40-plus-year veteran of the financial services area, a fee-based financial planner and wealth manager, and I'm joined by my crew, my oldest prodigal daughter, Erin Lapidus, who also is a fee-based financial planner and wealth manager, and her husband, my son-in-law, Robert Markham, our life insurance and fixed annuity sales specialist, as well as a fee-based financial planner and wealth manager. Good morning. Good morning. We help our clients make smart choices about their money. The way we do that is by designing a game plan, a written step-by-step strategy, a real game plan that has several goals in mind. First is to preserve, protect, and prudently grow the assets our clients have taken their entire lifetimes to accumulate. Second is to deliver a reliable stream of income, one that they can count on, so they can do all the things they'd like to do during retirement. And third is cost-effectively addressing their health care needs, like helping individuals enroll in Medicare and elect the right plan to couple with their Medicare coverage. And then when they're done enjoying their assets during their lifetime, we show them how to pass them on to the people they love, whether it's their spouses or children, grandchildren, churches, or charities, whoever it might be, without Uncle Sam or the tax courts taking a big bite out of their money. And as their wealth managers, Aaron, Rob, and I watch their money every single day. To make sure they're staying on track. And that's why they call us the retirement coaches. Gang, again, good morning. Good morning. And uh, thank everybody out in Radio Land for tuning into the show today. We have a lot of important things to talk about. What's more important is what's on your mind. Don't hesitate to pick up the phone. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 314-931-5877 or... 84126 from the text line. And while we're waiting for your calls and texts, uh, we do want to remind you that there are lots of ways that you can keep in touch with us during the week. That's right. Log on to our website, jblfinancial.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you can click on the Contact Us button. Send us a request for a coaching session, financial, Medicare, or both. Ask us a question. If you get 
it in during the show. We'll try to get your answer live on the show as well. Or if you have a question after the show, you can just email us, and we will make every attempt to get back to you within about 24 hours. On the lower left-hand side of the screen, there's a pop-up box that appears that says sign up for our monthly newsletter. We call it the Coach's Corner, and we do keep it archived on our website for the last 6 to 12 months, so you can check out any past issues that you may have missed. However, we do have a fairly new February newsletter. Rob, tell us what's in it. We do. February 2024's newsletter has some great articles you're going to want to peruse. The first one being saving less. You're not alone. U.S. personal savings rate was 3.8% in October 2023, which was far below the all-time high during the pandemic. Which, when you think about it, kind of makes sense. You were locked in your house and the government decided to send you money. (laughs) Of course the savings rate hit an all-time high. I think uh, inflation plus the end of stimulus checks definitely played a role in these numbers. And our next article, How Savers and Spenders Can Agree, uh, spoiler alert, by talking through their differences. You know, money habits do run deep. A lot of times they were formed in childhood, and savers tend to hate debt. Spenders tend to be a bit more impulsive. It's very important to talk through your differences. And, you know, some things you might ask your significant other is, you know, what does money represent? How comfortable are you with debt? What rules, if any, would you apply to new purchases? Only by talking through your differences can you agree on a plan. And our next article, key retirement and tax numbers for 2024. There's been some subtle changes in key retirement and tax numbers, and we've got them all laid out for you. I'll just run through a couple real quick. The annual gift tax tax exclusion for 2024 is up to $18,000 in 2024. That's an increase of $1,000 from last year. The annual limit on traditional and Roth uh, IRA contributions is now $7,000, and that's up from 6500 last year. And employees participating in 401k plans can now defer up to $23,000 in 2024, up from 22500 last year. And our last article... Uh, Federal Reserve key meeting dates. For those of you who like to track interest rate decisions, we have a great calendar of key dates for your perusal. Awesome. We call it the Coach's Corner. You can access it by logging on to our website, jblfinancial.com. Click on that lower left-hand icon that pops up that says sign up for our monthly newsletter. We'll get it out to you every single month. Dad, did you fall asleep over there? I know it's a couple hours early. No, I'm okay, babe. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I hit the mute button because I had to blow my nose. So I oh, thank you for the play-by-play. You're, you're, you're a little too much information. Sorry about that. But, um, again, we want to remind everybody that all of our clients are folks like you. There are listeners. They're 55 and older. They would like to retire or they're already retired. And as Aaron mentioned, we created a game plan for them that have the goals of having a fun, hopefully financially successful and worry-free retirement. Um, For those folks that are new listeners to our show, we're a little bit different. Um, We like to tell stories, and these are stories about folks that we're visiting with during coaching sessions as well as clients um, and prospective new clients on different ideas and issues, opportunities that they have during these coaching sessions. We find that that's fun. What's also fun is answering your questions. Again, our phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. 314-931-5877 or 
126 from the text line. So if we don't have any texts that are on the, on the line or phone calls. The text line is relatively quiet, not a one yet. People are gearing up. They're, they're getting ready. Well, that's great. And so why don't we start off, uh, if we can, with let's talk about our one of the segments that we love to do, which we call the rock star of the week. Um, Joe 63, uh, he's a district manager for a locally owned franchise of a major food chain. Um, his wife, Jill, again, this is no like comparison with Joe and Joe Biden, of course, is a, is <laughs> oh a my nurse. Gosh, I didn't even, I didn't even notice that. that. That was that was nice. Well, I was going to, you know, we've done Ricky and Lucy and Bill and Hillary a little too a little too obvious. So I thought we'd do Joe and Jill today. Maybe next week we'll get a uh, Donnie and Melania. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had dandy Donald dollars before, so it, it's not uncommon that we might see that. But uh, Joe's wife, Jill, is a nurse, and she currently works at a large hospital here in town. Um, she enjoys her work and plans to continue until 65, again, both of them are 63, when she's eligible for Medicare. So Joe's wondering, can I leave today if I want to? And naturally, they've got two questions. First one is, does the money work? Um, do we have enough to make our, make things work together with Joe continuing to work and me being retired? And... Um, how about healthcare? So what we generally like to do is um, we like to look at this from two different sides. Number one is um, what happens when we like to say all the faucets are turned on, whether there's pension income, whether there's social security income, et cetera. Um, we're at the end, and then we kind of like to come back to the beginning, which is one spouse is working, one isn't. So let's talk about, we'll call this scenario one, which is, They've both retired. Jill's, of course, worked a couple more years. Joe's been retired. And they decide that they want to wait until Joe's normal retirement age at 67 before taking his Social Security. And for a lot of folks, there's a reason to do that. And in many cases, um, a spouse who may be either the same age but may have had um, less earnings during their lifetime, they may be eligible for a spousal benefit, but we know that because um, they've been they were born after 1954, that Jill would not be eligible to choose a spousal benefit versus her benefit um, unless Joe was taking his Social Security. So, or let's talk a little bit about Joe. Joe has a 401k, right? Joe does, and it's 1.4 million, and Hillary's. 403B plan has... You mean Jill, unless Bill's wife, Hillary, is <laughs> having an affair. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what threw me off. It went from, uh, you know, from Bill to Hillary, like, whoa. Well, whatever makes you feel more comfortable, Rob, we can, we can go that way, okay? So Joe's got $1.4 million, and Jill has 310000 in her 403B plan. They both have a, they have a Roth IRA that has $65,000. They have an additional $90,000 in a brokerage account and $62,000 in a money market account, which is uh, doubling as their vault. So they have a total of $1.9 million excluding the vault money. Yeah, we never like to include that because we consider that money that's already set aside. It's not necessarily for 
things that you know you'll be consuming right away, but it is for emergency purposes or just liquidity and comfort. So we exclude that from their total asset value in terms of what we have available to make their monthly income work. So let's talk about scenario one. They both leave work today. So they have an income of they a desired income of $8,000. We know we have to scale that up for taxes. That brings us to a pre-tax need of $9,600. When we combined Joe's and Jill's Social Security, that's $4,600. So that leaves us with a $5,000 deficit a month. Scale that up over 12 months. Annually, that's $60,000. So in this particular scenario, we said they're both going to retire, but they're going to wait until 67, their normal retirement age, to take their Social Security benefit. So uh, the $60,000 of annualized income needed requires about $1.5 million of capital. We know that because if we have a lump sum of capital and we want to live off of the interest and the earnings of it, history shows us that a 4% rate of withdrawal will give us the best opportunity to do that over a long period of time. So we know that they need that $1.5 million. So... What do we do between 63 and 67 when they're able to take their benefits? We know that they're going to, we're going to have to replace the entirety of their income need, that $9,600 a month. We're going to have to do that for a three-year period, which means we're going to need an additional $345,000 to get them from today when they retire to 67 when they reach their normal retirement age. And we take a very conservative approach, which is we assume no interest or earnings off of their capital. We're just, you know, what if we set aside X amount of dollars in or- and cash flowed it to you on a monthly or annual basis, however you prefer it, and we were able to ensure that you had enough to live off of for the next three years without any market fluctuation. So when we take the $1.5 million that they will need for the long term, and we add it to the 345000 that they will need for the short term, basically our bridge to get to Social Security income, we're going to need about $1.845 million. And that's great because they have $1.9 million without including their vault. So they've got a little bit of cushion there, which is nice. But we really know that that scenario is the most extreme example because – Jill isn't interested in retiring yet, which is fantastic. Um, So let's look at it from another position, which is Joe takes his Social Security right away and Jill continues to work, which is essentially sounds like what their desired plan is. So we still have that desired income of $8,000. We have to scale that up for taxes, bringing us to $9,600. But now we have Jill's income at $3,000 a month and that Joe's faucet of Social Security being turned on at $2,600 a month. So that leaves us with $5,600 against a $9,600 pre-tax need. So that leaves us with a shortfall of $4,000 a month, which we have to scale up over the year, bringing us to a total of 48000 which is a lot less than the sixty that they needed. So we only need $1.2 million using a prudent rate of withdrawal of 4% to meet that need. That's right. And uh, just to give a little differential here, if Joe takes at 
right away at 63 years old, his benefit will be $2,600 versus waiting. That would bump the benefit up to $3,000 a month, as we described in the first scenario. So we can tell in both cases, regardless of what Joe and Jill decide to do, they're going to be in a place where they have enough capital as well as income to meet their retirement goals, meaning they're going to be able to maintain the same lifestyle the day after they retired as the day before. Yes, and additionally, um, what it really also tells them is that they have a lot of options. Um, Taking Joe's Social Security at his retirement, putting it off. Um, Jill, obviously, as she continues to work, her benefit is going to continue to accrue slightly, and that will provide more income when she decides to do that. And we really haven't even talked about the taxability. You know, in, in the assumptions that we make here, um, we're assuming that all the income that they're receiving are from taxable income sources, which is may or may not necessarily be the case. Um, we know that they do have um, a fair amount of non-retirement assets, uh, approximately 90000 um, in a brokerage account. They also have $65,000 um, in Roth IRA. So there's, there's about $150,000 there that we could also, if we decide we would like to, begin to draw from to reduce the taxability of, um, of that income. And, and certainly that's something that we might want to consider um, when it comes to what their effective tax rate would be um, and something that we measure all the time. And then the second big question they had was what about health care? Because that really can potentially throw a wrench into people's retirement plans because of the expense. Um, If they elect option one, we will have to take a look at using COBRA to bridge to Medicare or a private health insurance policy through the Affordable Care Act or directly with a provider. We can do that math depending upon what the best, you know, what the coverage versus premium is and what they are comfortable with. But if they elect to, if Jill elects to continue working, so we are Uh, focused on scenario number two where Jill continues to work and Joe potentially takes a social security or not um what we would what we would suggest for health insurance for Joe is that he jumps onto Jill's health insurance policy, so she's able to cover him hopefully at a preferred rate from what we would find privately, but also at a pre-tax rate, which means Jill's not going to be taxed on the cost of Joe's health care, but her paycheck will go down a little bit. And the, the nice thing for Joe is is that because he's retiring. Um, that's what we call a qualifying event. So he could be added to Jill's coverage without any waiting periods, pre-existing conditions, etc. Um, he may be required to show a certificate of prior credible coverage, which he would be receiving from his employer um, after his after his termination. So um, lots of options. The big thing for them was they really wanted to feel comfortable that a lot of these questions were answered and answered capably so that they knew that at the end of the day, they were holding the cards. And that's what it's nice. What's nice about being a rock star, you have more options, you have more opportunities, um, whether it's in electing Social Security, electing to leave, etc. And I know that Aaron and I um, have a meeting next week with one of our clients who we've been working with many years. Um, she happens to be in her early 60s, uh, just turned 62 which was pivotal for her. Uh, 
in ter- she's single in terms of Social Security election, and her employer just decided that they want her back in the office two to three days a week. Well, they moved their offices. Uh, when And again, obviously, she became a stay-home employee, if you want to call it work-from-home employee, um, during COVID. But they moved her offices from 10 minutes from her home to 45 minutes from her home. So she really um, has, a, has a, a decision, a question about, can I afford – the same questions as, as uh, Joe and Jill did, which is, can I afford to leave? When do I make my Social Security elections? How I deal with health care issues? Um, how, do we cre- how do I continue to create a tax-efficient income that I can count on that will last um, as long as I do? So not uncommon questions, but what's fun for Joe, Joe and Jill is, woo they're rock stars, and we love that, don't we? Absolutely. And having those benefits of knowing when to turn on Social Security and what life looks like when all those faucets come on. It's a beautiful thing. And it's easy. And what's neat is, is that we do these through coaching sessions at our office, um, which is easy to do. We range for about an hour. We ask you to bring a lot of information with you um, so that we can get a good uh, overview of your finances as well as your wills and trusts, et cetera, uh, other legal documents so that we make sure that you have the proper foundations in place. And then we sit and we talk for about an hour trying to figure out um, many of these questions. And we do this, and we like to do this on our big uh, 6 by 8 electronic whiteboard where we can create a game plan for you right in front of you, which is kind of fun. Um, Again, our phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you, 314-931-5877 or 84126 from the text line. And I think it's just about time for our first break of the hour. And when we get back, we just received our first text question. So we'll get to that right after these messages. It's the dead of winter. So come alive with Dogtown. Dogtown pizza, that is. Fight the cold months with a hot meal. And with 11 different varieties, you can have it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Shake off old man winter with a bacon bacon. Or melt Jack Frost with a hot chicken. Or a deluxe. Or veggie. Or my personal favorite, you know it, pepperoni pepperoncini. Beat the cold and heat up your winter with a Dogtown pizza. Don't let Cupid's dart miss its mark. If I can't trust you with my chocolates, how can I trust you with my heart? Send the finest chocolates on the planet this Valentine's Day and hit your mark. Saddleback Chocolates, O'Fallon, Illinois. Saddlebackchocolates.com. It's Kismet. Welcome to Camden-on-the-Lake Resort at Lake of the Ozarks, your ideal venue for unforgettable group events in 2024 or 2025. Whether you're organizing corporate events or weddings, we have availability tailored to your needs. Our full Lakeview suites and newly remodeled guest rooms provide a luxurious stay, and our banquet and meeting spaces offer the perfect backdrop for your event. Contact our sales office at 573-365-5620 to start planning your next extraordinary occasion at Camden-on-the-Lake Resort. Winter is here, and that means snow, ice, and sometimes dangerous cold. The air quality experts at Aldon would like to remind you to schedule your furnace maintenance now. Aldon will inspect and service your furnace or boiler for proper operation and ventilation to avoid health or safety issues. And remember to inspect and service your humidifiers. St. Louis winters can turn harsh quickly. Being prepared saves lives. Mention KTRS and receive $40 off any repair job over $200. Some restrictions apply. Call the indoor air quality specialists at Aldon at 314-567-5585 
or visit al-don.com. Hi, I'm Jim Regna, CEO of Triad Bank. Triad Bank is a proud sponsor of the Big 550's Shop Local. Shopping local provides jobs, services, and taxes for our local communities. I encourage you to shop local whenever possible. I'm Mike Robinson with Robank Properties, and I want your fixer-upper home or condo. It's crazy to spend a ton of money fixing it up when I will pay you top dollar right now. I don't even care what condition it's in. Your trash is my treasure. No inspections, no contingencies, just cold, hard cash. Call me, Mike Robinson, at 314-283-0867. That's Mike Robinson, 314-283-0867, or at robangproperties.com. So you say you crave choices. Have you seen the Cafe Appliance line? Commercial style ranges, unique food storage options, plus quiet, convenient cleanup. With an abundance of features, plus finishes like white or black matte and stainless steel. And now you can get six different beautiful hardware options. Just as your style evolves, your rooms do too. From changing out throw pillows to adding new art, your home is your canvas. Satisfy your appliance cravings with the cafe line at any of the appliance discounted showrooms. Where, as always... This is Jeff Lapidus, the retirement coach. Wouldn't it be great to have a game plan, a real strategy, so that no matter what was going on in the stock market, the economy, or the world, that you could be confident about your retirement? Wouldn't that be great? If you're within five years of retirement, call me today at 314-863-0008. That's 314-863-0008. Or send me an email, jeff at jblfinancial.com to arrange your free coaching session. Let's get started on your retirement game plan today. Let's talk about smart choices for your money. It's Great Talk and Retirement on the Big 550 KTRS. Here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Well, welcome back. It's 930 here on the Big 550 KTRS. Talk Radio St. Louis. We're here to answer your questions and calls at 314 314- Nine three one five eight seven seven or eight four one two six from the hopefully heating up and hot and heavy text line. I told you they were just gearing up at the first half hour. Floodgates have opened, and our first texter writes, "I am currently working part time, semi retired, and the business has offered offered me the option of contributing to a Roth IRA. My question is: Is there a limit for twenty twenty four, and how much can I deposit into that account?" You can deposit this year $7,000 into that account with the catch-up provision of an extra $1,000. If it is a a Roth 401k option, you can put as much as $23,000 in there with catch-up provisions pushing that number up to over $30,000, $30,500. This can only be earned income, as I'm sure you're aware. And... uh... The catch-up provision that Rob mentioned is for individuals that are over the age of 50. You get to put a little extra in if you have a little extra to put in. Our next texture writes, is there a simple formula or a calculator for seeing your growth in stocks? I realize you may be paid three, a 3% dividend. Also, the other factor of stocks hopefully appreciating in value, would it be considered safer to just put that money into the S&P 500 since that has a greater return over the last 20 to 30 years? So the first question to answer, most individuals have dividends and interest reinvested into the securities that have produced those dividends and interest. So you're buying more shares over time. 
a simple way to determine what your growth has been. Simply take the beginning date that you'd like to look at. So if it's at the beginning of this year, if it's since you opened the account, take that balance, then subtract the Take your ending balance, so if you want to look at yesterday or the beginning of this year, take that balance. Take the second balance, subtract it from the first balance, and divide it by the first ba- the second balance's number, and that will give you your growth over time. If your portfolio is balanced between stocks and bonds and you want to specifically look at your equity component, you're going to have to st- subtract out the bond component of your portfolio. However, most people look at their portfolio as a whole um, when determining what their growth over a specific period of time has been. So they'll combine the fixed income component with the equity component of the portfolio. And then uh, the second question, and Dad, if you want to jump in on this too, would be, uh, in my opinion, having a well-balanced portfolio. So, for example, using the S&P 500, you're going to incorporate not only dividend-paying securities, but you'll also incorporate growth securities because the S&P 500 makes up the 500 largest companies in the United States. So you're going to get a mixture of both, which is good for balance um, and also hopefully smoothing returns um, over a long period of time because we know that value securities, which usually tend to pay dividends, um, and growth securities, which usually see higher appreciations in value, tend to switch places in terms of who's doing better. Um, Yes, and also uh, that fund manager, assuming that you're using a a fund as compared to an exchange-traded fund, which is really purely an index, um, they can make sales during the year. They can sell certain securities and get the portfolio rebalanced. When they do that, you could also see some long-term capital gains or even short-term capital gains. Uh, you know, there is a significant difference between a potential for return between an individual security and a fund. And, and I think what Aaron was trying to get to, which which I think is extremely important, is that, you know, diversification um, – doesn't avoid risk. What it does is it smooths risk. Uh, the analogy that I like to use with folks is um, if you walk if you walk into a building and there are two elevators that you can choose from, and above there's a sign above each elevator opening that says one says three cables, the other one says fifteen cables. Which one are you going to get on? Um, certainly, the one with three cables maybe maybe gets you there faster. Maybe it gets you there slower. Um, maybe the ride's a little less bumpy, etc. But with 12 cables, you, I'm sure you would feel a little more safer and more secure that uh, any calamity that occur wouldn't uh, become a personal calamity for you at that point. So, <laughs> personal you know, calamities. <laughs> exactly. It's one of these, you know, like the Exorcist movie, etc. So. Oh my gosh. Uh, so you know, again, what we're talking about here is. Um, smoothing risk um, over a period of time. So again, you know, and there are multiple ways to do this. Um, certainly if you're using a fund like the S&P 500, as I mentioned, um, you're getting gro- you're getting um, not only growth-oriented securities, but also dividend-oriented um, securities. And so if you really want to do a little concentration in that area, you certainly can do that by choosing a fund uh, that maybe is either A, growth-oriented, or B, if you're looking for the dividends, more dividend-oriented, and obviously one that's diversified. So very good question. We appreciate that. And we want to thank our first texter for breaking the ice because we got a few more to go. And our next texter writes, hey, I recently bought some shares of stock. Is there an automatic rule that says unless I notify them, they're going to send me 
a dividend check every quarter or they're going to reinvest and buy some additional shares. How does that work? Most broker-dealers, and you'll just want to call and chat with the individual that you're working with, or if you are directing these investments yourself, the uh, custodian that you're working with, most custodians default their accounts to reinvest dividends and interest into the securities that you've already purchased. However, it is very easy to change that. You'll call them and let them know either you want every security inside of your account to the dividend and interest to go to cash, or you're even able to elect specific securities that you would like the dividend from allowing other securities to have those dividends and interest reinvested. You'll probably have to sign another form in order to have the check mailed to you every quarter, or you may prefer to have the money directly deposited into your account each month, or each quarter, rather, if that's how you would like to receive the funds. And they can set up a link between your account with the custodian that's holding your securities and a bank account of your choosing, and they can automatically deposit it when the dividends and interest accumulate. They can send it out to you every quarter. Yeah, we call that a sweep, and uh, that's something that you can easily turn on and turn off at your discretion. So that's good. And our next texter writes, I'm retired and I have not yet taken Social Security. I was thinking of pulling gains from stocks and mutual funds and putting the, those gains in a one to three year CD to take advantage of higher interest rates before they go before they go down, along with investing in a bond fund. Or do you think, for safety reasons, CDs are better? This is an IRA. I have a small pension and I live on eighty thousand dollars a year. Well, I love the idea of capturing some gains, but I guess my first question would be if you're going to take the gains and invest them in something that is illiquid like a CD and you have a small pension but you're living off of $80,000 a year, if the pension isn't covering over the 80000 where do you plan to um, get that extra cash to live off of every year? So I might not necessarily recommend using a cd for all of the gains that you're gonna that you're gonna um realize so to speak yeah that's extremely important uh liquidity and the timing of of needing money uh certainly is a decision that you might want to consider i guess the other question that was posed here was um certificates of deposit um which again have their principal is fixed uh, there's not going to be any fluctuation in value there. Obviously, they, they would accrue dividends as compared to a bond fund where you have the potential for uh, capital appreciation as well as capital depreciation. Uh, one thing to consider here is that um, what we're really looking at is the direction of interest rates. Uh, we know that the Fed has basically put a pause on rate increases and there's been discussion about, well, if the economy begins to slow, we know that the tool that they have to use is uh, reducing interest rates. When interest rates fall, bond funds increase in value because you're getting two components of return. One is obviously the interest that's being accrued through the bonds, the underlying bonds in, in that portfolio, but also um it becomes more valuable because as newer bonds are issued out in the market um, and you have bonds that are older that have higher coupon rates, if interest rates have fallen, they become more valuable and therefore um, you see 
the potential for capital appreciation. So uh, again, in a diversified portfolio, you really should have diversified fixed income positions, not only when it comes to length of the maturities, whether it's short-term, intermediate, or long-term, but also uh, what we're looking at maybe is different types of uh, securities, whether they're corporates, whether we're looking at government-issued ones, et cetera, international, et cetera. So where the rest of your portfolio is positioned in fixed income securities, I think would um, would also be an important component and decision. There's just no real, this is the right answer. Is that a good way to put it, babe? I think so. And also it's important to keep in mind that we, we don't want to compare things that are not alike, meaning just because yes. they're on the fixed income side, CDs are not something that we would want to compare to a uh, security that's holding bonds. So a mutual fund, an index fund, an electronically traded fund. We do want to keep each of those in their own lane because just as you mentioned, Dad, they serve different purposes and they have different functions in your portfolio. Also, um, they're difficult to compare because they really aren't the same type of product or type of security when we're looking at um, fixed income. You know, putting the liquidity issues to the side, I like where his mind is as far as like, you know, I know the interest rates are probably going to come down sooner rather than later. Is there a way of locking in a higher interest rate for longer? So, you know, he's on the right track. Absolutely. And uh, no no question about that. And just as a final note here, we know that as Aaron was making really the point is you can't compare the two because we know that certificates deposits um, issued by commercial banks do carry FDIC insurance but bonds uh, that are issued. Oops, it looks like you might have cut out there for a moment, Dad. So I I apologize. I wasn't exactly sure where you were going with that thought. But since you're off the air for a moment, we're going to head off the air for a moment as well. We'll be back because we have several more text questions to get to. So don't touch that dial. We'll be back with more Straight Talk on Retirement after these messages. This is Susan. Hello. She wants to protect her income bucket from Uncle Sam. The three types of buckets inside my big bucket. Taxable income, tax-deferred income, and tax-free income. Ferguson Financial Group in Chesterfield does not provide tax or legal advice, but does specialize in financial products and personalized strategies to emphasize the tax-free income bucket so you can keep more of what you have worked so hard to earn. Thank you, Ferguson Financial Group. Find out more at ffgstl.com. That's ffgstl.com. STL.com, Ferguson Financial Group. Hey, what's that? It's my new Yeti cocktail shaker. It matches my ice bucket and my drinkware. Ooh, Yeti makes the coolest stuff. Yeah, they do. And I got it all at Schnars. Frank Blair from Schnars Hardware here. Are you looking to give a gift that your loved one can use year-round? Then give the gift of the best gear with Yeti products found at Schnars Hardware. We have a wide selection of hard and soft coolers, insulated drinkware, waterproof and everyday bags, other outdoor gear and accessories. Every Yeti performs when it matters most, whether it be commuting, hiking, boating, hunting, camping, or just getting together with friends in the backyard. Find the right Yeti for you at Schnars. For hours, locations, or to shop online, go to schnars.com. Because gifting is easy start at Schnars. The dead of winter might sound like the worst time to do tree pruning, 
But Raised Tree Service reminds you that there are advantages to pruning in the winter. Right now, your trees and shrubs are dormant, which allows the professionals at Raised to remove those dead and weak branches and get your trees and shrubs ready for a healthy spring and summer. For your free money-saving winter quote, call 314-821-2665 or visit RaisedTreeService.com. That's RaisedTreeService.com. Welcome to Pizza World, your hometown pizza. Located on Olive Boulevard, just west of 270, and in Shrewsbury off Murdoch Avenue, Pizza World delivers the finest flavors of gourmet pizzas. Chicken Alfredo, Texas Barbecue, Spicy Thai, and the Pizza World signature gourmet Apodanza. See the entire menu at PizzaWorldOnline.com. For office meetings, family get-togethers, or watch parties, call Pizza World. The finest flavors of gourmet pizza, pastas, and salad. Pizza World. Are you worried about your budget for your new kitchen or bathroom? Call me, Anne-Marie Bogus, the co-host of the Inside Out Show on the Big 550 and owner and designer of Anne-Marie Design Studio. Visit our website, annemariestudio.com, where you can use our budget calculator tool to see a preliminary breakdown for your project. See how we can transform your old drab kitchen or bath into the envy of your neighborhood at Anne-Marie Design Studio in Wildwood. Visit our website, annemariestudio.com. And on your radio with the KTRS very special Valentine. I like to consider myself a love expert. Tap your big 550 KTRS app or go to KTRS.com. And nominate your special love to win $100 gift cards to Herbaria, Walter Knoll Florist, and Newsteaders Fine Jewelers. <laughs> nominate now and listen Valentine's Day for the big special Valentine's winners. Brought to you by Herbaria, Walter Knoll Florist, Newsteaders Fine Jewelers. And your favorite cute. The Big 550 KTRS. Let's talk about smart choices for your money. It's Straight Talk and Retirement on the Big 550 KTRS. Here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Well, welcome back to the show. We're about 45 minutes through um, our first hour. Our phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. 314 931 Five eight seven seven, or eight four one two six from the text line. We also do receive emails as well, which is kind of fun. So take it away, kitties. And our next texter writes: Speaking of bonds, they seem to be offering offering less than par. Is now a good time to be buying good quality bonds? This is a great illustration of um, what you were just talking about, Dad, right, which is as interest rates start to pull back, you're going to see different or rise in some cases because although the Fed does have control of the federal funds rate, uh, bonds will manipulate based on expectation. So, for example, I think it was early last week we heard one of the Fed chairs say that he wasn't sure if we were going to see rates decrease as quickly as everyone else was considering before he made his speech. So we saw rates start to creep back up again. He didn't actually change the rate. We saw, you know, uh, Jay Powell held rates steady during the last Fed meeting. So bonds, just like equities, do oftentimes trade off of expectations. So at that particular point, you're probably seeing some bonds that were holding a lower coupon decrease in value as new bonds were being issued with slightly higher coupons. 
exactly. And what's important here again is, is that, uh, you know, high quality bonds, um, are certainly something with that or it can be a valuable anchor on the fixed income part of your portfolio, because we're talking about investing in, um, companies have a lower default rate, typically larger companies. And because the, their default rate is lower than a smaller company, uh, and maybe also industry wide, possibly a less risky industry. What happens is, um, they pay a lower coupon rate, just like when we look at the most safe and secure investment that you can make it at this point are government securities because they're backed by the full faith um, of the U.S. government and, frankly, all the taxpayers out here supporting the U.S. government. So it's good. Okay, and our next texter writes, which is better for retirement and taxes, a Roth IRA or just a traditional IRA with some other, or is there some other better fund that would work? Mainly concerned about taxes, I am self-employed. All right. So the first thing to consider would be if you're making contributions because you're self-employed, my opinion is always as you're working, most likely you're going to be in the highest tax bracket that you will be in before retirement. So take advantage of the traditional IRA, which will decrease your taxable income, therefore hopefully giving you a more substantial tax benefit while you need it while you're still working. Whereas, you know, when you are beginning to make distributions over time, uh, it really depends upon what other income sources you'll have in retirement. If, you know, if your self-employed income isn't going to stop, for example, you own rental companies or and that's going to convert from paying yourself to run it to, you know, passive income being, you know, rental, the rental income that you'll be receiving um, versus what your Social Security is and and pension, you may consider taking distributions over time that will keep your tax bracket consistent. The ultimate goal isn't to pay no taxes for a short period of time and then lock yourself into paying more taxes. It really, in my opinion, I think it makes sense to try to maintain consistency in your taxable income over time. One, because you know what your taxes are going to be and what that expense is in retirement. And two, there aren't any surprises. Yes, yeah, a time value of money issue. Um, deductions today are worth more than potential deductions in the future. So as Aaron said, and something that we know and we realize is that I think it's fair to say that across our client base, um, over, I want to say 85 to 90% of the folks that retire with us um, retire with an income, at least pre-inflation adjusted, um, of less than 90000 a year, or less than basically 8000 a month. That being the case, their marginally effective tax break is only 10%. So putting money into a Roth IRA where they're bypassing the tax deduction, generally when their incomes are much higher, um, doesn't make a lot of sense. But because all of these types of accounts, except for all retirement accounts, have contribution limits. If it's a traditional IRA, 401k, or a Roth IRA or 401k, once you've met those, if you are saving enough that you've met those contribution limits in a year, I definitely think it makes sense to continue to diversify your portfolio, not just where your money, not just how your money is invested, but where it's invested. So you already have your pre-tax account. It would be a great idea to set up an, an account that is not 
a retirement account, so many times referred to as a non-retirement account or an after-tax account, and start uh, creating an investment portfolio there because that's going to be tax-preferred over time. You will pay taxes on dividends and interest, and if you make sales, short- or long-term capital gains. However, that's going to have preferential tax treatment to uh, straight ordinary income, which is what distributions from traditional IRA accounts will have. Yeah, I would just, the only thing I would add here is that I believe that it's a fallacy. And I say this only because of 20 years worth of working with folks like you, um, helping them create their retirement game plans. People don't use their Roth IRAs or consume them as a part of an income stream. Um, They love the idea that they're sitting there, they're growing income tax uh, free for them and then frankly in many cases they're not going to use them for their children income tax free if they have met the two requirements of it's been in place for five years and you're over 59 and a half thank you babe appreciate that uh clarification but they typically use those for larger expenditures purchases down payments projects etc so that they don't have to invade their taxable um retirement accounts right because uh you know we've seen many clients are looking at purchasing a car you know they've held out for a long time because they don't love the prices they've still been holding out because they still don't like the prices and you know sound like me well when car when people are looking at suvs that are over sixty thousand dollars it is a there is a little bit of sticker shock there and sixty thousand from a roth if you've met those two requirements of being over fifty nine and a half and having it in existence for five years that's really sixty thousand versus having to make a distribution from your retirement account of nearly sixty thousand just as you mentioned dad most people are living off of less than ninety thousand a year so to think you have to take an almost two thirds of your annual income, add taxes to that to make a purchase. A lot of people prefer the idea of uh, having that after-tax money or that Roth money to be able to make those larger purchases with because it can really keep the expenses down both for the actual purchase itself and then for the taxes. I kind of look at a Roth account as like a quasi-vault. It's it's a place to get um, money on a tax-free basis for, you know, say, an emergency. That could also be – that's also a good point. However, you know, when we think of emergency funds, we generally don't want them to be at risk, and most people have their their Roth accounts invested in some way. Uh, So you want to make the distinction, but it is a good point that this is another place that if a large expense comes up, you would be able to uh, grab at some funds without – Creating taxable events. Exactly. Like an inner inner vault. (laughs) No, I mean, you have like different. Confuse the folks. How many vaults? It's like Batman. How many vaults are there? Got the outer vault, the inner vault, then the super inner vault, like the inner inner sanctum. (laughs) Um, We did. Is that that the No Way Jose money? Right. Right. (laughs) The cone of silence money, or what? No, no, Nanette money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We did get an email question. Uh, through the website, which is great. Uh, do we have uh, do we have a, account minimums in order to chat with individuals? Dad, did you want to answer this one? Sure. Um, bottom line is is that we we've never had account minimums. Um, what we're most interested in is answering your questions and helping you get to where you want to go. Um, we know that 
we're specialists. We work with folks that are that want to retire or within five years of retirement. So if there is a fit with us and you're a person that possibly is uh, interested in delegating the investment responsibilities, if you're ready to take direction and wanting professional advice, um, there could be a fit. But again, we don't have a moment and it's easy to do. Just if you'd like to, you can either our, our person sent us this email. You can go to our website, hit the contact us section, ask to set up a coaching session. Um, our staff will be happy to reach out to you. Um, what they'll do is ask you to bring a list of information with you. Um, wills, trusts, investment statements, etc. things for us to look at so we can understand where you're at. Um, it's fun. It's free in our offices and all, and all of that. We'd love to see you again, easy to do. Or if you want to just give our office a call, not today, cause we're not there. We're on the radio, but you can call us Monday, 314-863-0008. Again, 314-863-0008. Well, you're not there today, but Rob and I will be there today because we have a chat with a prospective client. So we are happy to take Saturday appointments for anyone that is in the bucket that they are currently working and maybe doesn't have time during the week uh, to cut out. And our last texter writes, I am considering taking an early retirement offer at work. After my six-month suffrage package runs out, I will need to begin receiving money from my retirement assets. Could you describe the process for planning for cash needs for income with clients? Thank you. Well, baby, I mean, it's a quickie. What we're going to do is we're going to sit down and find out, A, how much you're spending on an after-tax basis each month. What is your life? What we like to do, just like we did in our last uh, segment we talked about our rock star folks, is we increase that amount by 20% for federal and state income taxes, which is a little bit heavy, but it's cool. Uh, what we then do is uh, we then will compare what your sources are. Do you have a pension? Do you have Social Security income, et cetera? We'll come out with what is that number that needs to be withdrawn every month. You probably have a very good idea about it. Most of our clients do and prospective clients do. And what we then do is we take that number and we divide it by, we multiply it by 12. So as an example, if you needed $3,000 a month times 12 months is 36000 We then divide that by 4%. So that would tell us that you would need approximately 900,000 of assets, retirement assets in that case, at 4% withdrawal rate to get 36,000 a year. And we'll also be here to answer all of those other questions. When do I take Social Security? If I have a pension election, am I going to elect a pension or a lump sum option? When do I start taking money from my retirement accounts? How do we set that up? Um, What about my health care? Healthcare, how do we transition from your employer-based coverage to either individual coverage or spouse's coverage if they happen to be continuing to work, or is it time for you to elect Medicare? So there are, a, not only is a cash flow an important game plan in your retirement, but there are a lot of other moving parts that we like to, that one, have pulls on your cash flow, but secondly, are important pieces of a full retirement game plan. So please don't touch that dial. We'll be back for our second hour of a Straight Talk Retirement. Let's talk about smart choices for your money. It's Straight Talk and Retirement on the Big 550 KTRS. Here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Retirement, hour number two. I like to call this the hour of power. That's right, because we kick off hour number two every single week with our smart choices about your health care segment. Because you care, we talk Medicare. 
I love that. It makes me laugh every single time. Oh, That's thank a good you, one. Dad, for that one. That's a great one, So let's one, talk Dad. a little bit about Elizabeth. Oh. Elizabeth has an original Medicare plan with a supplement. She heard a segment I host. Uh, we hosted last week on AEP on switching plans from original Medicare to Medicare Advantage, but she decided to stay where she was for another year. She ended up calling up to, calling us to set up an appointment last week to talk to Frank about making the switch on this year's annual enrollment process. One of her concerns was that she was starting to develop cloudiness in her eyes, so she wanted to know how her current plan covered vision versus Medicare Advantage. We broke down the difference in eye coverage on original Medicare versus Medicare Advantage. So here's a great opportunity for everyone. If you still haven't had the opportunity to review Medicare Advantage and uh, or maybe you're on a Medicare Advantage plan already, uh, looking at Medicare Advantage, especially if you're already on it, here's the time in which you're going to be able to make a switch. So your annual enrollment period has already ended. That ended December 7th. However, if you're already on Medicare Advantage, then the the great news is that you still have an opportunity to make a switch potentially if your plan isn't covering some of the needs that you have. So um, when Elizabeth came to chat with Frank, her main concern was, you know, I have these eye issues. Did I make a mistake not switching from a medic from my traditional Medicare supplement to a Medicare Advantage plan? Um, there are a lot of misconceptions about eye coverage under Medicare. Medicare will cover anything that's medically necessary for your eyes. So that includes things like refractive errors, uh, cataracts, which sounds like what Elizabeth has been suffering from. That would be cloudiness of your lens, uh, glaucoma, and uh, diabetic retinopathy. So those are all things where you have to see a physician in order to uh, be treated and have potential relief from that. So your me the medical side of your coverage is going to cover that for you. If you have a supplement like Elizabeth, then you're going to pay your deductible, your Medicare Part B deductible if you have Plan G, and then everything will be covered at 100% for you um, by the supplement and Medicare Parts A and B. One side note, though, and many people experience this on both Medicare, uh, traditional Medicare and Medicare Advantage, which is that if you have cataracts and you're going to look at replacing a lens, Medicare is only going to cover the lens that is considered acceptable by Medicare. So they call that the standard Medicare lens. Most individuals, and I have heard from most individuals, that their physicians recommend you buy up the lens in one way or another. They have quite a few different options at this point. However, you are going to pay out of pocket the difference between the Medicare-approved lens and what you purchase. That's not going to be covered under the supplement, nor will it be covered under the Medicare Advantage plan, and that extra expense does not go towards your maximum out of pocket. So there are some instances where you're going to have to pay, regardless of if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan or on a supplement. So you do want to be clear on that going in. Uh, but it's also, they're your eyes. So it's important <laughs> to make sure that you, you know, you pick the thing that you want or um, that is most suitable for you once you've chatted with your physician. Now, 
The alternative here is when you are caring for your eyes, meaning you're having your annual exams or you're having, uh, you know, you need lenses or lenses that aren't in your eyes, so like contact lenses or new glasses. Traditional Medicare supplements do not cover that for you, unfortunately. That's uh, outside of the medical side of your coverage. So for most people, they're just paying out of pocket because if we look at individual eye coverage when you have a traditional Medicare supplement, adding a plan really just prepays your annual visit, and it may give you some discount on lenses and glasses. But what we found is most people don't need new glasses every single year. So setting a little bit of money aside every year if you have a supplement may make sense. So the year that you do have to buy new glasses, you already have a piggy bank set up. But you know, you're know you doing your annual exams out of pocket, $60, $100. With Medicare Advantage plans, you have the ability to have an annual eye exam in most cases covered at no extra charge to you. So there would be no need to add extra coverage. And in addition to that, many of them provide coverage for those glasses, for contacts, um, which is really nice because a lot of people don't factor that into their annual medical expenses or, you know, their medical expenses over a five or 10 year period. So the Medicare Advantage plans can, in many cases, help you reduce your overall medical expenses in retirement because they're going to throw in a few extras for you um, that you don't have to pay for, which is really nice. I see. I, I see things better now. Thank you, babe. Oh, that was a great one. You know, when they introduce those hearing aid uh, benefits, you know how many times I got that great dad joke. What did you say? What was that? Can you repeat that? Yeah. Don't fall for that one anymore. But we have Frank. He falls for all the jokes. So if you're someone that... You know, you have a Medicare Advantage plan, and maybe you're not sure if it's the best Medicare Advantage plan. You still have several weeks to chat with Frank, and you might be able to make a switch. We call that open enrollment period. It sounds like the enrollment period we went through at the end of last year, but it's not. It's a second one special just for you on Medicare Advantage. Give our office a call, 314-863-0008, and Frank can review your current coverage with you and see if there's something that maybe you missed during open enrollment. If you're on a supplement and Medicare Advantage sounds interesting, you can still give our office a call or send Frank an email, franklin at jblfinancial.com, and we will put you on the list to give you a call in October when it's time to review your coverage all over again. And just uh, speaking of caring for your eyes, being that was our Medicare segment, just a helpful reminder, you know, digital eye strain, you know, you get this from looking at uh, phones and computers. That's a real thing. So you may want to implement the 20-20-20 rule for every 20 minutes you spend looking at a screen. You want to take 20, say 20 seconds, I would say two minutes to look at something else, uh, get your eyes away from that blue screen because, you know, it can cause migraines and it can degrade your your eyesight over time, constantly looking at those screens without an interrupted break. Great point. Very good. Again, our phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. 314-931-5877 or 84-126 from the text line. We usually see a lot of texts about uh, Medicare questions because the fun part for you folks is is that um, our office is the largest Medicare writer in the state of Missouri. All good. Have thousands of folks that we've helped uh, enroll in Medicare, uh, and this, whether it's a supplement or a traditional Medicare uh, plan for them. And uh, 
it's all folks like you that are our listeners. That's great. That is. And you know what? Our text line is quiet for the moment. I know everyone's keying back up again because they have quite a few Medicare questions to ask us at 84126. Or you're always welcome to call in 314-931-5877. We're here to not only answer Medicare questions, but any questions you might have this morning. Uh, did we want to get into our next topic? Absolutely. Um, and this is a fun one. You know, it's not unusual for us to, as a part of um, the review of our clients' um, portfolios, not just their investment portfolios, but also um, we're looking at their life insurance portfolios. Uh, folks have had contracts. They've had them for many, many years. And they have questions. And specifically, um, let's talk about Tom, shall we? Let's. And Tom has a whole life policy, and it is has a face amount of $120,000. He has been paying premiums on it for over 20 years. The cash surrender value is now $65,000, and that includes $9,000 in dividends. Total premiums paid are $30,000. If Tom doesn't need or want the death benefit any longer, what options does Tom have to get his money out of that policy to use for retirement. Well, the option that Thomas has is he can surrender the contract. He'll have to pay ordinary income taxes on the difference between the total premium paid and the surrender cash value. In this case, his uh, cash value is $65,000, but he's paid $30,000 in premium. We minus the 30 off the 65. That leaves us with a $35,000 taxable gain. Yeah, with, and I just want to add this. What's interesting is, um, and, and folks, you you don't know this, but with most contracts, what most folks do is, especially with older whole life policies, what they will do is continue to accumulate dividends to purchase additional life insurance death benefits as well as cash value dividends. You still have, those aren't tax, they, they are, a dividend is tax free if you take it in cash. But it become it doesn't become a part of your basis if you reinvest it um, in what we call them dividend additions. So that's why in this particular case, um, what happened was Tom was seeing a big taxable gain because he reinvested um, those dividends um, over a period of time, and obviously those were much they were greatly in excess of, of what his premiums were. Well, he could surrender the contract. His next option is to execute a loan which is a non-taxable transaction. He'll owe loan interest of approximately 6% or $3,600 a year. It will continue until his death, whereby the death benefit will be reduced by whatever loan amount is left. That's a good one. Um, The other thing is, and another important one is, uh, there are what we call settlement options. If you look in your life insurance, any life insurance policy in the back pages, there's tables that are there that tell you what you can do uh, with those cash values. Um, and there are they're what we call fixed annuity settlement options. And these come in several forms. Number one is you can take what's called a life-only option where uh, the insurance company will convert that cash value into a monthly income payment and that will continue during your life. You could also alternatively pick out a what's called a period certain benefit, 10, 15, 20 years. And the insurance company would take, again, take the cash value, you lose the death benefit, uh, convert that into a monthly or you could actually take a quarterly or annual income stream. The income stream would be payable for that fixed period of time. If you live past 
that fixed period, your benefits stop. If you die during the fixed period, uh, what happens is the benefit payments, the balance of those benefit payments would be paid to your beneficiaries. So as an example, uh, let's assume you picked out a 10-year cert and your, your benefit and you happen to die in year eight. Well, what would occur is, is that your beneficiaries would receive the balance of the payments, uh, those two years, over the same time period that, that you had elected. Uh, there's also a thing that are called, as you, as you probably imagine, just like with pension plans, you could do what's called a joint survivor option. So that what you're then doing is spreading those benefit payments over two lives, yourself and a spouse. And, uh, typically, and there's also the last one, which, are, which is called certain in life. So what happens is you can say 10 years certain in life. So I get a certain amount for 10 years. If I live past that 10-year period, they'll continue until the time of my death, etc. The important part of this is that when you convert a the cash values of a life insurance policy into an annuity fixed benefit, what happens is there's an exclusion ratio that is um, applied against each payment which means that each payment can, uh, contains not only principal payment, but also part interest payment. And the way that you figure all this out, by the way, you don't need a calculator, you don't look at the policy. Um, what happens is your agent, or in our case, what we do is we get on the phone um, with the insurance company, we ask them for the various options, and what they'll do is print them out and send them to us so we can then take a look at them um, and then be able to make some decisions, which is kind of nice. But there are other options, right, Rob? There are. And his Tom's last option would be to exchange to an annuity contract. He can transfer the cash value to an annuity that could provide long-term care income benefits. If you do not receive a payout, the benefits will be tax-free versus a surrender or a settlement option. Or you could receive a high-interest benefit that will grow income tax deferred until you decide to pull the interest. Well, that's great. And so in this particular case, um, when we were talking um, with Tom, um, we decided that what we'd like to do is to, he didn't need the money as immediately he needed in a five-year period. So Rob, I thought you made a very interesting um, selection and recommendation to him to maximize the interest available to him and truthfully, by going to an annuity contract, one of the big advantages was we got rid of the life insurance term charges in the contract. That's right. And that's important because those term charges never really stop. So, I mean, it's just they're just going to continue to pile up. So why don't we exit the contract and see if we can get you some get you on the other side of that interest? Right. So at the end of the five years um, in this particular one that we chose for him, he could request 100% of the contract value without a penalty or a fee. But during the accumulation period, that five-year period, he could withdraw also if he needed some money up to 10% per year without a penalty. And there were no front-end fees or loads applied against the contract, 100% of the money invested. And again, by having this in, this new annuity contract issued or having the money directly transferred from the his life insurance company who has the contract to this new annuity contract directly. Um, it was considered a non-taxable, uh, transaction. So he did receive a 1099 R, which was informational, but there was no income tax um, incidences for that. And a lot of people have questions about that. Anytime you make a distribution from a retirement account, it could be a Roth 
IRA or a traditional IRA, even if you are not taxed, so for example, let's say from the traditional IRA you made a charitable donation, you're not taxed, but you are still going to receive a 1099. If you transfer IRAs from one custodian to another or you transfer assets from a life insurance policy into an annuity or from one annuity to another, you're going to receive 1099s for all of those transactions because essentially the IRS wants to know where your money is held. So they're going to receive the 1099. It's not necessarily reportable income to you just because you have received a 1099. In fact, that's going to be reflected in the boxes on your 1099 that show the gross amount that was distributed, how much is taxable. In all those instances that we were discussing, you'll see zeros there. And most 1099s come along with a list of all the codes that are for the other boxes. So, for example, if you see a G in the distribution box, that represents represents a Roth IRA distribution. On the back of the 1099, usually you'll see a whole list of teeny tiny print that'll let you know what they're reflecting there. Yeah, I think, again, the bottom line is is that, like with IRAs, going from 401ks to IRAs, etc., doing a direct transfer between custodians gives you the best and, frankly, the least amount of income tax result. Right. Um, if you surrender the con- like in this case, if you surrender the contract, get the proceeds, and then decide, oh, I'm going to purchase a, as an example, oh, I'm going to purchase a annuity contract after that. Mm-mm. Well, guess what? <laughs> you still have the taxable transaction um, that you have to deal with, which will be reported, and you and you, it's not no longer considered a direct transfer. Unlike with an IRA, where you can one time during the year make a distribution and using the 60-day rule pay it back within that 60-day period. Um, that can become a non-taxable transaction. So insurance has some interesting features to it. That's why it's important to really consult with a professional before you do it rather than afterwards. Before we take our first break of this hour, we have the most important question of the weekend. Who is going to win the Super Bowl? Obviously the Chiefs. I mean, obviously. I don't know. I tend to look at it as starting pitching, and whenever I see a football matchup, like a starting pitcher Mahomes versus Brock Purdy. I'm Obviously the Chiefs. going to go with, uh, I mean, I would like to see Brock Purdy win, but I just, nah, not after seeing he beat Josh Allen, he beat uh, Lamar Jackson, he did it both on the road. This should be a walk, I would think. But I like to go with excellence. Chiefs have a nice history of excellence so far. Um, I, I want to respectfully um, disagree with you on this. What because, have you been converted out there? Well, I, well, you know, I'm I'm not a Forty Winers fan. Okay, I I have to be honest with you, and I and I'm not harping back to the Steve Young and Joe Montana days. But one thing about um, at least about the Forty ers they tend to, and they're going to provide the Chiefs with a. Um, with a defense that is rearing and ready to go. And you saw what happened in the championship game. I mean, they're down 21 points. They came back and won the game, shut them out. So. Listeners, do not hold this against the man. We all know the Chiefs are going to win. No, I, I, tend to, I tend to agree. I mean, from top to bottom, I think the 49ers have a, have a better roster. But I think at the most important position with the most direct outcome on the game, the quarterback position, it's just, I mean, not that Brock Purdy's bad. I don't, I don't believe he, him to be bad. I think he's very capable. 
Um, and he certainly equated himself well being a seventh-round pick. But, I mean, Mahomes is just, he's done it too many times at, at this highest level that to, I mean, if I was a gambling man, I, yeah. Oh, can't shoot. Do that. I just got a, re- I just received a text from mom. She's going with the Chiefs, which means clearly the 49ers are not going to win. I mean, it, it will be cool seeing <laughs> It's the... already been determined. Well, all I can suggest here to you, my friend, and again, I'm not holding up for the 49ers here too much, is that um, the GOAT, Tom Brady, didn't win the Super Bowl every time he went in. He had losses as well. So it does happen. And frankly, we know Mahomes has already lost in there. So uh, it's not a single guy sport. It's a team game in I just think that the 49ers across both sides of the ball are just stronger. Yeah, and I definitely agree that Tom Brady is the GOAT. I don't, I, you know, you see a lot of scuttlebutt online about, you know, can Mahomes catch him? And, like, even if he does catch him in Super Bowl victories, like the one time they played head-to-head in the Super Bowl, like Tom Brady won. So I don't know how, like, how do you undo that? So I always think Tom Brady will be considered the GOAT. You know, we have a great question. We have a few additional great questions to answer when we get back. So let's take our first break of the hour. Don't touch that dial. We'll still be here to answer your text questions, so keep them coming. 84126 on the text line or give us a call, 314-931-5877. The only Boeing sound you want to hear in your home is a great piece of classical music. And the only cracking sound you want to hear at home is the sound of tasty lobster for dinner. For other kinds of cracks, creaks, and bows in your home, you need Permajack of St. Louis. They have almost 50 years of experience repairing tens of thousands of settling foundations, bowed or buckling walls, as well as cracks and foundations. Permajack utilizes only state-of-the-art technology, techniques, and equipment. And many repairs come with a transferable life of structure warranty. Permajack of St. Louis lets you enjoy this kind of bow and that kind of crack on a stable and secure foundation. For your free inspection, system design, and estimate, call Permajack of St. Louis today at 636-225-2553. That's 636-225-2553. Permajack, solid as rock. This is Jeff Lapidus, the retirement coach. Wouldn't it be great to have a game plan, a real strategy, so that no matter what was going on in the stock market, the economy, or the world, that you could be confident about your retirement? Wouldn't that be great? If you're within five years of retirement, call me today at 314-863-0008. That's 314-863-0008. Or send me an email, jeff at jblfinancial.com, to arrange your free coaching session. Let's get started on your retirement game plan today. Let's talk about smart choices for your money. It's Straight Talk and Retirement on the Big 550 KTRS. Here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Well, we're back here on the Big 550 KTRS, Talk Radio St. Louis. I'm Jeff Lapidus, the retirement coach. I'm Aaron Lapidus, the retirement coach. And I'm Robert Markham, your life insurance and fixed annuity sales specialist. You know, that that was certainly a fun off-retirement discussion in regard to uh, to the, the game tomorrow. Which Wait, we've got a great dad joke on deck that you didn't make. The <laughs> team with the most points wins. Okay. Right? I'm good with that. I'm good. I can't I just, argue that. 
Right. <laughs> there's a there's 100% certainty of that one. Babe. Thank you. Hey. Um, I do want to veer off topic here a little bit. And I'm not asking permission to do this, so I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, you know, we had a press conference the other day. Get the drop button. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you might want to here. But, uh, you know, one, one thing that uh, we're hearing often in coaching sessions is folks are concerned about how will the markets cre- how will the markets react? Um, what will happen in regard to this upcoming election? And I'm tired of hearing it. Every politician says this is the most important election in our lifetime. Well, aren't they all? Um, it could be. And <laughs> I was going to say that um, I did watch the press conference um, that happened uh, that the president had uh, after this report came out. Everyone has their opinions. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you mine, but I certainly would say that it put me back a little bit um, in seeing what happened. So this is certainly going to be a very interesting um, election season. And I will say one thing: the markets will open, and they'll continue to run, um, regardless of how the election comes out. But I think that um, we have some two very stark choices here, and. Frankly, at least the next four years, future of our country is going to be determined by this election. So pay attention. At least for me, this this press conference was um, very telling, and that's all I can say. Again, our phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you, 314-931-5877 or 84126 from the text line. Which is on the move. And our next text right. I inherited some money from my mom's annuities. Was wondering whether that income, whether the taxes on that will be considered income. So. Yep. Yes. And, but there's a few things that we want to consider here because although it will be considered income, it depends on where mom's annuities were held. If they were held inside of IRA accounts, then 100% of the value is going to be taxable to you. You'll have to distribute it over a 10-year period or take at least the required minimum of distribution that mom was taking and then have it liquidated within 10 years. If they were held outside of IRA accounts, then you'll want to ask the insurance company that's holding the annuities what was mom's cost basis and many times they'll they'll report this to you when they send you the claim paperwork what mom's basis was versus what the account grew to that will be what your taxable amount will be on that particular contract you won't have to pay taxes on the money that mom initially invested into that contract if it's held outside of an IRA. So if mom invested $100,000 and it grew to 140, she's only paying taxes on the on the difference between those two, which in this case would be 40. That's correct. Um, also, you know, and we were talking about this in the break, which is if mom was taking distributions from uh, an annuity that ha- was held outside of an IRA, she may have been depleting the taxable component for you in advance. So um, definitely want to get with the annuity companies that uh, – we're holding mom's annuities and you can ask them all of these questions as a beneficiary. They'll provide you with all of those answers so you can be prepared. Many of the claim forms will also allow you to withhold taxes from the taxable amounts of these contracts in advance. If that's something that you'd like to do. Yeah. I think what's important here again is once you understand what the cost basis is, 
you do have some options. Um, with a non-IRA annuity, we call these non-qualified annuities, um, they do have to be distributed within a five-year period. And you do have some options there. Some insurance companies will say you can take it anytime during the five years, but when we pay you, we have to do it as a lump sum. Um, others will say, well, we don't really care how you take the distributions. You can take what we call partial distributions and do that as long as it's empty within a five-year period. Um, get with your agent and or your financial advisor. Find out exactly what your options are so you can be in a position where um, you can make some good choices about your money. In particular, we've had this situation occur very regularly. Uh, and recently, one of our clients who passed away um, had a substantial had a substantial annuity, uh, which had large taxable consequences. And the question of their children, the beneficiaries, was, well, how do we absorb this money? What, what are the options that we have available to us? And so we found out what the options were available from the insurance company in terms of payouts. And, and so each one can be different. So... They, yes. could ha- they can put their own restrictions on how you're allowed to take the money over the five-year period. Yes, and so what we were able to do in some cases were with some of the beneficiaries, um, we found out that they weren't making the maximum contributions to the retirement plans. So we made a recommendation in some cases to say, hey, let's take that money, um, take it home, increase your 401k contribution, to absorb that, that that amount of income tax that you have, assuming that they match up, so that it really became a wash. Other folks made some deductible contributions. We even found one of our clients who was self-employed that were setting up a SEP for them. They were in a traditional IRA as a way to absorb higher amounts to reduce the tax mitigation. So working with someone that understands these plans um, and then understanding what options are available to you, uh, in many cases, you can get a good result. We've got a follow-up. And a texter writes, same inherited question. I received it as a beneficiary as a cash payout, and I thought there were no taxes on inheritance. Unfortunately, um, non-qualified, IR, uh, non-qualified annuities do not receive a step-up in basis, which would alleviate taxes, nor do um, IRA assets. So if mom was holding the annuity inside of an IRA, that payout would be fully taxable as well as if you receive the payout from a non-qualified annuity, you may want to give the annuity company a call and just ask if taxes were withheld from your cash payout so you won't be surprised on next year's taxes if you received the payout this year. If you received it last year, you'll receive a 1099 that reflects what you received if taxes were withheld or not. But in either instance, most likely you'll owe a portion of taxes unless mom had a non-qualified annuity and she was down to her original basis in the contract and you were just receiving a portion of what she had already paid in that would be probably the only instance in which what you've received is not taxable um i would agree with that and again um if you've received if let's say alternatively let's say this annuity was a part of uh, mom's ira if you receive this distribution and it's done within 60 days uh, and you've had that less than 60 days, you could take that money, put it back into a beneficiary IRA, which would have your name and mom's name on it, and then you could then extend that payout out to 10 years. That's a, so, I didn't think about that one. That's a good point. 
yeah, again, um, real important to, uh, to go back, look at the paperwork, um, talk to the financial advisor if, the, if you had one that was doing this or if nothing else, um, look, you can give us a call, 314-863-0008, or uh, send us an email with a little bit more detailed information. We hope we can help you. And our next texter writes, would you be kind enough to repeat the formula used to calculate income needed for monthly expenses, etc.? I'd like to get a handle on my situation before making a, a, a few decisions, including professional help. Sure. So what the, the simplest way to do this, if maybe I've had this conversation with a few potential clients and clients getting ready to retire in the last few weeks, which is, you know, people, as you're earning money and you're buying stuff, you don't necessarily watch how much you're spending every month because money just keeps coming in and you're not seeing your checking account in the negative so you feel good if you'd like to make the simplest math possible take your net paycheck on a monthly basis so literally what is dropped into your bank account every two weeks if you're paid that way add those together gross them up for taxes by about 20 percent so increase that number by 20 percent you're going to multiply that by 12 that's going to give you your annual income need you want to subtract out your Social Security benefits if you are Social Security eligible and planning to take Social Security. If you have any other fixed income, so if you are eligible for a pension, if you potentially um, have a side business that you aren't going to stop, so maybe you have rental income or maybe you started another business and you know that income is going to continue, subtract out those numbers. You're going to have your deficit. Then... Divide that deficit by 4%, and that will give you the lump sum of capital that you're going to need in order to meet that 4% annual distribution. That's the algebra. It's, uh, it, it's pretty simple, um, but at the same time, the important part is making sure that you feel very comfortable with your numbers and be honest with yourself. Um, and that's why Aaron gave this very simple example of, you know, you don't have to do a, an Excel spreadsheet. How much is being deposited in your bank account right now, maybe twice a month, for for your wages? How much is left? Is there some going to savings, forgetting your retirement plan savings, but going to other savings that are there? You can subtract that number off if you want. Getting this to that net number, increase it by 20%, come up with where your sources are, subtract the sources, and then uh, you've got your deficit multiplied by 12 divided by 4%. It's a very simple algebra problem. It's how do we, is a determining what, it, and we call that the amount of money. What is the capital we needed to maintain that income stream using a prudent way of withdrawal over a long period of time? And then the fun part is, at least for us, is not only helping you with this, creating the game plan, working with you on the journey, but then developing a, a portfolio with the purpose of delivering that income need over a long period of time. And we've got our final text question on deck. So keep them coming, 314-931-5877 or text 84126 on the text line. And our next text writes, I am working. Does it make sense to keep my investments in the company's 401k plan or should I move them outside to a different 401k plan? Well, my my suggestion and generally our suggestion is that while you are continuing to work, 
being in your 401k through your employer is the lowest cost environment for you to invest. Uh, you're not paying an advisor like ourselves to manage those assets. Also, all 401k plans are required to provide a broad list of options available to you. So you should be able to find some investments that you are comfortable with or happy with their performance over a long period of time. The only instances in which you might consider moving money out of your 401k um, and into a self-directed IRA before you retire would be maybe you've pulled back at work and you aren't earning enough and you need to take some distributions from your account. That might be a reason that you would uh, move some of those assets. Um, maybe if your employer is no longer contributing and you're not in love with the options available to you. So I think there are a very limited number of reasons why you would leave your company's 401k before you've actually left employment. Johnny, and the only thing I would add that to is, you know, generally we're getting this question. But it's about I've left a former I've left an employer. I'm starting a new plan. Do I take this money and move it into a self-directed IRA, or should I go into my new company's plan? Well, if you do a transfer from, and you're obviously your the HR department will help you in your new employer. Uh, if you're doing a direct transfer from your old 401k to the new one, or 403b, whatever it would be, um, again, it's a tax-free transfer. Uh, since it's your money, it's already 100% vested. You can invest it differently than your new contributions. You can invest it in the same way. But again, you're keeping in that low-cost environment. And uh, again, I guess we're trying to say this the nicest way that we can. If you're working with an advisor and they're helping you synergize your investments, hopefully those that are outside your plan as well as ones the inside, Hopefully they can afford to wait. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, I'm I'm just being honest there here. There shouldn't I mean, be any pressure for you to move the assets from your absolutely, 401k. Absolutely not. And we really discourage our clients from doing this. I mean, there are a couple that we've had situations where they've insisted that we do them. We we they want to move this money to us, and that's great. We love you, and it's fine. But as we like to say. While we're waiting, while we're laying the bricks in the yellow brick road for you to get ready to do your retirement, before your retirement, um, we're happy to make suggestions. We're happy to make those that will help synergize your portfolio, and we're a cheap date because we don't charge. So save your dough, keep it in your plan until you're ready to retire, and that's really even the point where you need to pull the money to make distributions, um, to pass it on in the right way. It, that's really the point where you want to, again, go into a self-directed IRA. Before that, was it Goodfellas? No, it wasn't Goodfellas. It's another one of my Forget movies. about Johnny it. Da- Johnny, da- forget about it. Right. Forget about it. <laughs> and we have one more uh, last comment before we go to our break. And it says, neither Trump nor Biden will be president. Think Gavin Newsom. What and, are you trying to cause a riot? And I just thought Jeff would be in a unique position to uh, comment on that. <laughs> Given that, you know, he's out there, he's got to observe uh, a Gavin Newsom product, as it were, up close. And uh, I don't know. I might need to uh, veto that response. Go ahead, Dad. OMG. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The only reason people live in California is because of the weather. And frankly, it's been raining here for a week, so I'm not that impressed. But I have to tell Spoken you that. Spoken like a true Midwesterner, even though you're not. 
you know, they're having discussions about here. The San Francisco mayor wants to give $1,200 a month of, of money to the illegals. I mean, it's craziness. Out of, this is the most in-debt state next to Illinois in the entire country. And all they can do is think about is spending money. That's how politicians get reelected. So, Gavin, no thank you. I think it's a little bit late for him to even get on the ballot. I mean, I know we're in like a post-law and order uh, situation where they just make it up as they go along. But I think uh, I don't think he can actually get on the – it would be very hard, I think, at this point uh, mechanically to get Biden off the uh, – the ballot. I like the creativity of thinking, though, because there's always a surprise before we get to the election. But since we're not election experts, we're retirement planning experts. We'll take our last break of this hour. When we get back, I'm sure we'll have a few more text questions on deck. So please keep them coming. 84126 on the text line, or we'd love to hear your voice. 314-931-5877. We'll be right back. Freedom isn't just a word. It should be a way of life for all Missourians. Wouldn't it be wonderful to live in a state where you're free from excessive taxes, regulations, and corporate handouts, and free to send your children to the school of your choice? That's why we at the Show Me Institute put together our 2024 Missouri Blueprint, a roadmap on how the state can progress to a bright future. The Blueprint covers policy ideas from a Bill of Rights for Parents to government transparency, school report cards, health care reform, and more. Our vision is for Missouri to be a place where entrepreneurs can pursue their dreams. Parents are free to direct the education of their children, and a growing economy provides opportunities for all. Critical to achieving this vision is a government that understands the value of freedom in the lives and future of our people. Check out our 2024 Missouri Blueprint. Moving Missouri forward at showmeinstitute.org. The Show Me Minute has been brought to you by Show Me Institute and Show Me Opportunity. This is Aaron Lapidus, the retirement coach. Wouldn't it be great to have a game plan, a real strategy, so that no matter what was going on in the stock market, the economy, or the world, you could be confident about your retirement? Wouldn't that be great? If you're within five years of retirement, call me today at 314 314- Eight six three zero 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 eight. That's three one four eight six three zero 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 eight. Or send me an email at Aaron at jblfinancial.com to arrange your free coaching session. Let's get started on your retirement game plan today. Now back to straight talk on retirement on the big five fifty KTRS. Here are Jeff and Aaron Lapinas. I love that music. It calms me more than Gavin Newsom. <laughs> oh, my Someone God. Governor Nuisance. I kind of like that one. You know, it's, Another dad uh, joke you didn't make, man. You got competition. Giving people nightmares. I love that. You know, it, it, it's, you know, it's good to have fun. But, you know, in all sincerity, you know, it's fun and it's really a privilege to get invited on folks' retirement journey. We just love to do that. And it's, um, it's so rewarding to help folks make their way, not only through the tax code but and healthcare issues, but really help them create that game plan so they can enjoy maybe one of the more um, important and certainly hopefully fun uh, part of their lives. So it's great. That's all I can say. And uh, again, our phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. 314 931 
888-441-5877 or 84126 from this politically charged text line this morning. Well, you started that off, sir. I had to. <laughs> like an addict, you couldn't help yourself. You know, we've all been there. Oh, you know exactly. what, Dad? We've got a technical life insurance question. Goody. I was supposed to pay $265 to keep my life insurance policy in place. I called on July 10th and left a message to see if I could pull any money from another policy to pay it. I had associated fees and other medical bills to take care of in January. I never heard back, unfortunately. But the bottom line is they told me the grace period was over January 21st, so my policy lapsed. I have another $10,000 policy, but that one was between fifteen and 25000 and all I had for my daughter. I'm 70 years old. I'm on multiple medications. I was sent the reinstatement forms and told to send $361 to cover the loan and premium. Do you have any suggestions on how I should proceed? I looked at the wrong policy and thought I had until February 12th to pay. I didn't receive a call from my insurance agent. I don't really know if it came in the mail or not until I got that reinstatement. I'm in Illinois and didn't know if um, you know if there is any other way I can get it reinstated without fear of increase or decline. No, send the money. Well, also what it sounds like to me is that you aren't getting an increase in the uh, premium that you just owe the premium that you should have paid, which was – uh, that two sixty five plus plus probably some interest or the loan amount, which was you know which brings it to three sixty one but it does sound like they 're going to reinstate it for you, and you don 't have to go through medical underwriting in order to get it reinstated so it sounds like although you made a little error, most insurance companies are generally amicable to to help you correct it since it 's not an exorbitant amount of time that you missed we 're only off by fifteen twenty days. Um, the only other thing I would add to that, and that was a good, that was a good analysis, babe, is I would certainly um, insist on sitting down with a representative of. I I want to make an assumption that both of the policies that we're talking about here um, are with the same company. If they are, then what you should be able to do is sit down with a representative and talk about your options. Um, it may be necessary to look at maybe the possibility. And we've done this in the past which is taking dividends if there are some accumulated from one contract and, frankly, paying off the loan on this other contract. Because, you know, this loan that you have um, is going to reduce your death benefit by the exact amount of the loan plus any interest that might be outstanding at the time of your death. So getting rid of this loan is important. Keeping up with your premiums is important. And so I would really look to somebody to help you create a strategy um, to do that and frankly it's an algebra problem like anything else now, you, you and stole I'm... my thunder with the dividends and interest i was going to suggest uh once you bring the contracts back into force that we take a look if we can't reduce the premium and or the loan amount by whatever the interest and dividends that are being created you're rob you're right i mean in many cases we do find that People are taking their dividends and not using them to reduce the premium or even pay off the loan. They're using them to buy additional insurance, which um, in this particular case doesn't sound like maybe it's a, it's most effective use. But again, coordinating the contracts that you have, um, I think, is important. 
Okie doke. And our next texter writes, I contributed to my company's 401k for five years. Five years ago, I moved to a salaried company position to a union position, and I'm no longer allowed to contribute to the company's 401k. Am I legally allowed to pull that money from the 401k and put it into a self-directed investment? Yes, you are legally allowed to do that. Um, It's you, you know, you're no longer a participant of the 401k, so it's going to be considered a rollover, which means you'll want to create an IRA account at the custodian or the bank that you'd like to hold the assets. And then you'll get on the phone with the 401k company, or if you're working with someone like ourselves, we'll get on the phone with you and the 401k company and request that they transfer the assets directly from your 401k to your newly created IRA. That way, you will not have any tax tax implications there. Um, And also just to clarify for everyone a little bit, uh, when we say you don't actually touch the money, that doesn't necessarily mean you don't receive a check. Some 401k plans still require that a check be mailed directly to the beneficiary's address of record. However, that check is going to be made out to your IRA for the benefit of yourself. So you'll see, for example, if you're working with us, we use LPL Financial. So it's going to say IRA for the benefit of your name at LPL Financial. That means that only one place can cash that check at one place, your 401, your IRA account created at LPL or wherever you choose to open your account. So you didn't actually take possession of the funds even though you're holding the physical check. Some 401k plans will now electronically transfer the assets for you so you don't have to worry about anything, but there are still some plans that will require paper checks be mailed. And I, you know, and it's fun because I, I love when folks come in with these checks as their hands are shaking a little bit, you know, their life savings are here. And can we, can we get a copy of this check? Well, of course, it's not a big deal, but, uh, you know, it, it's important. And so obviously with the, you know, current technology, many custodians will do a direct transfer and that's frankly the preferable way for them to do it for them and as well as for you. So we, um, Right now, we've exhausted our text questions, um, but please keep them coming because we do have a few more minutes left. But I wanted to take a few minutes and chat about something I learned over the last few weeks uh, in chatting with clients uh, during reviews. And as you've heard us say before, we are not attorneys. We do not prepare legal documents. However, we are required to know how they work. Um, And in in many cases, uh, we're doing fact-checking with um, attorneys that we know to make sure that um, the information we're passing along is correct. So I had a question from a client a few weeks ago. Does a pre- or post-nuptial agreement take precedence over a beneficiary designation? So um, I was having a conversation with our clients and their beneficiary designation, so the individuals they elected to receive money and in a certain percentage from their accounts with us, had a different distribution pattern than the postnuptial agreement that they had created several years ago. Now, we know that de- beneficiary designations take precedent over trust agreements. So if your trust and your beneficiary designations do not match, meaning, for example, if you have a spouse 
your IRA assets go from one spouse to the other. They're the primary beneficiary. And then you mark the contingent beneficiary as the trust. That means those assets eventually will flow into your trust. If you don't mark that contingent beneficiary as the trust, the assets won't go into the trust. They're going to go to the beneficiaries that you have designated, even if you have a trust document that says something else. So when I noticed this discrepancy between the distribution pattern they were discussing in their postnuptial agreement versus the beneficiary designations, I wanted to make sure that their documents were pro- that our beneficiary designations properly matched their wishes. So what did we find out? We found that the prenuptial pre or postnuptial agreements will not unfortunately take precedence over your beneficiary designations. So if even if they sort of match, meaning that you have the same distribution pattern set up but different percentages or a similar distribution pattern set up but it doesn't reflect exactly what that uh, pre- or postnuptial agreement says, you want to make sure everything matches accordingly. You know, and this is interesting because um, going the other way on this, which is something that we're doing recently, is many of our clients, as Aaron had mentioned, they name their spouses as the beneficiary of their IRAs, and then if they have a trust, they name the trust as the contingent. Well, mostly the, the trust typically say, my money goes to, if I have children, equally distributed, et cetera, but doesn't generally name grandchildren. Well, now what we're doing is we're adding grandchildren as the co contingent beneficiary so the clients don't have to go in and change their trusts. And what you can do is if you have any more questions about trust, prenuptial, postnuptial agreements, or retirement plans, give us a call, 314-863-0008. We'll see you next week. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and JBL Financial Services, Inc. are separate entities from LPL Financial. See you listening next week at 9 for more straight talk on retirement with your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus, on the Big 5